Jim Harbaugh has leverage on everybody. We'll look at the staggering numbers involving everybody and every possible scenario right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And it's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's also brought to you today by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to get started. Harbaugh has leverage on everybody, the world. He owns the way. It's great to be Jim Harbaugh. Plus, we have the latest news, and uh, that involves uh, the Big Ten reiterating its policy of storming the court after big wins, after what happened to Caitlin Clark. Plus, we'll take a look at our Big Ten power rankings that we look at in men's basketball at the middle in each of every week. Uh, we'll see where your team fits in that. Be sure to subscribe. And follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh. We can still call him Michigan football coach right now for now, as of today. Many, but not, maybe not for long. Anyway, Jim Harbaugh has created more leverage than any coach or athlete I can ever recall in creating demand for his services at Michigan and both at the NFL as well. Remember, a lot of people in Michigan wanted to get rid of the guy like a few years ago, right? After he started 0-5 against Ohio State. Remember that? I do. I it's, it's easy to forget, but yeah, it was out there. But Michigan was patient. They were patient with their Michigan man. They like Michigan men in Ann Arbor. They always have. They love the connection to Bo Schembechler. It's not how it is in other places, but at Michigan, it's kind of a way of life. So they continued to back and support Harbaugh, even when the haters were hating back in the day. Most other programs, after four or five years of such results, would have said, see ya, gone. Would have changed coaches under those scenarios. Uh, for that, Michigan was rewarded by hanging on to Harbaugh, staying the course, giving him the extra time that coaches don't get today. And he rewarded them with three straight wins over Ohio State three straight Big Ten titles, three straight college football playoff appearances that were capped off with an undefeated 15-0 season and a national championship. It was an awesome run. Along this ride, though, you know, Michigan has been trying to re-sign Jim Hart. Hey, Jim, why don't you sign? Let's stay. Let's make this happen forever. Been throwing lucrative contract extension offers in his face uh, forever. It would make him the highest-paid coach in the Big Ten, and now that Nick Saban has gone, he'll be the highest-paid coach in all of college football. Not bad, huh? They also begged him to refrain from soliciting NFL coaching jobs. He never did it. As we reportedly told you here on Lockdown Big Ten, Harbaugh gave Michigan the old Heisman pose. You're like, whoa, wait, I'll get to that later. And he ran out the clock, much like a, a Blake Quorum run in the fourth quarter, trying to seal the game, running out the clock. That's what he did. I told you he would do that. That's what he did. And 
He made it to the end of the college football season without signing any such deal and without refraining from talking to NFL teams about coaching offers. Now we're right in the middle of NFL coach hiring season and a Harbaugh is ground zero. A lot of people want him. Demand, a lot high in demand. It's a good place to be in life if you are Jim Harbaugh. No question. So far, Harbaugh has met a second time with the Los Angeles Chargers uh, this week, and he met with the Falcons twice. My feeling is when these interviews get to a second meeting, uh, they're pretty serious at that point. It's make or break time. Usually it's because the first meeting went well, and now both sides are envisioning working together under some kind of financial arrangement. In other words, it's negotiating time. A job offer is coming. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't hear this, Mrs. Harbaugh coming with him on this second trip to Los Angeles. So what does that tell you? You know how this works. Many of us have felt that if the Chargers offered Harbaugh the job, he would take it right away. Not so sure about the Falcons job if it were offered. That looks like it might be Bill Belichick's job. Arthur Blank wants to hire him, but the front office does not. Harbaugh always has the option to return to Michigan for big money and security, although I don't know if that security includes job immunity should the NCAA come down on him with infractions, but he has asked for it nonetheless because in his position, a man like that can ask for anything. He can ask for the world, and there are people that will give it to him. Question is, will it be the Chargers or will it be Michigan? Word is that the Chargers, though, are offering Harbaugh in the neighborhood of $18 million. A year for five years. Quick math, it comes out to about $90 million. Now, there were reports that the Michigan deal, when merged with his existing remaining three years on his current contract, would be north of $11 million a year for 10 years, could be in the 110 to $125 million, uh, 110 to $125 million range. My feeling is on this, though, as it's all kind of coming to a head uh, right away, and I think fairly soon, is that Harbaugh was using the Falcons to drive up the price for the Chargers. And so I think that's ultimately where we're going here. So what's Michigan's plan when Harbaugh departs? Because I think he will. And if and when Harbaugh leaves, you might want to take some of his top assistants with him. But Michigan would like them to stay kind of late to get your entire staff to just pick up and go. I mean, spring ball is just a few weeks away. That would be devastating to Michigan. It's believed by a lot of us that offensive coordinator Sharon Moore would get the head coaching job at Michigan. All right. Uh, he, bit, he beat Penn State. He beat Ohio State. All this while Harbaugh was on suspension. And the, the players love Moore. So it's believed that, you know, uh, many – uh, would resist the temptation to hit the transfer portal amid the coaching check. Because as soon as the coach leaves, the transfer portal opens up for 30 days for those players, uh, even though they have sent, it's since closed for the rest of the country. So uh, Michigan is believed to be willing to make more and defensive coordinator Jesse Minter the highest paid coordinators in college football while waiting for a hardball decision. That's somewhere in the two and a half to four and a half million dollar range. So they make big money whether Harbaugh goes or whether he stays. And, of course, uh, Sharon Moore may be on the higher end of that range if he becomes the head coach because that's at least the beginning of the going rate these days. Um, but I think it's big to keep as many of those coaches as possible and to keep as many of the players 
as possible. You saw what happened with Alabama when Nick Saban left. Think about, I think 27 players and recruits have hit the transfer portal. Michigan would like to not have that happen. They're already going to lose enough players to the NFL draft as it is. So that's what's going on. Uh, Harbaugh, in the end, look, he's got the leverage to do whatever he wants, but his leverage not only gets him paid, but it's getting everybody else paid too. Good situation for the people involved at Michigan. Uh, maybe not the people that are writing the checks and the salaries and all that. Nevertheless, this seems like it's imminent, and we'll be all over it right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Like your opinion on it too. Don't forget you can hit me at X or Twitter at Talk Big Ten number ten. Take comments on YouTube. Don't forget our website, TalkBigTenNumber10.com as well. Great place to get some Big Ten merch, tickets, comments. All of our old podcasts are there. Everyone we've ever done, we uh, put it, we archive it right there so you can get to it. TalkBigTen.com. And it's also organized by teams. If you're a Wisconsin fan or a Penn State fan, you can go right to Penn State. There's all the podcasts we've ever done focusing on Penn State, for example. So it's right there. Check it out. TalkBigTen.com. That's number 10. All right. Uh, in the meantime, let us know what you think. The Big Ten reacts to what happened to Caitlin Clark this weekend at Ohio State. They reiterated their policy about storming the field or storming the court. We talked about this yesterday. Now we tell you what the Big Ten is saying about it. Plus some tweaks to a couple of Big Ten football schedules. It's never too early to talk about that. That is all coming up in one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. We are right in the middle and kind of on the downhill side of the NFL playoffs down to the conference championships. And you can still get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, it's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. They have the app. It is so easy to use. Everything's organized. The simple stuff like the point spreads, money line, uh, over under numbers, prop bets. They also have some other stuff like uh same, uh, live same game parlays. If you want to jump in on that, many different ways for you to bet. And you can try different things that you maybe feel you have your strength in or your comfort zone in. They got a, uh, you can find some bets in the new, new explore tab, for example, or you can make parlay bets in a parlay hub. They got a section that just, just pairs games up multiple games and events. Go to the parlay hub and check it out. It's the best way to find the popular parlays. They got that and more. So visit, FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I want to thank everybody out there for finding us and making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Those of you that are everydayers, thank you. If you're once in a while, join us more often. We'd love having you. Meanwhile, uh, be sure to subscribe and help us out there on YouTube. Uh, you can also share, follow, and like wherever you get uh, Lockdown Big Ten, whether you listen to audio only or the video. And uh, we're right here every day, Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. So on yesterday's podcast, we uh, talked uh, at length about the women's game this past weekend between Iowa and, and uh, Ohio State. Because after the Buckeyes' thrilling win in overtime, fans stormed the court. You've seen it. It happens all the time. Well, uh, one fan knocked right into Iowa star Caitlin Clark. Knocked her down, knocked the wind out of her. She's lucky there wasn't a bigger injury. 
She actually needed assistance to get off of the floor and into the locker room. Now, some schools, let's be honest, look the other way during these court storming events. They're big events. Um, they happen. They happen. Or maybe storming the field on a football game. Some don't allow it. Some are pretty strict. Some have some pretty high-end security circling the uh, sports venue so fans can't get on there. They make announcements on the PA, don't storm the field, yada, yada, yada. I told you, look, from a fan standpoint, I like it. It looks cool when uh, thousands of people rush onto the field to celebrate. But you can't have accidents like this. That's, uh, that's going to that's gonna make people stop this and, and clap down on it. I mentioned how the SEC, they've got a, they find a school six figures for such incidents. Well, following Sunday's incident, the Big Ten has issued a statement on the matter, pretty much just reiterating its policy. It said the safety and security of student athletes, coaches, and staff is of utmost importance. The Big Ten requires hosts to provide adequate security for visiting teams from their arrival to the game through their departure. If adequate security is not provided, there is a process that begins with a public reprimand. That's for the first offense a public reprimand for the second offense and the discretion to implement a fine plus additional penalties for a third offense. Basically don't do it. All right. And um, there are some that say Ohio state didn't have enough security people around the court. Look, uh, it wasn't a typical game, right? It was Iowa. They, they like the Beatles in women's basketball. They sell out wherever they go. There were 19,000 people there that day. So anyway, um, that's the statement for the Big Ten. The next team that does it is probably going to get uh, hammered publicly pretty good, and who knows if some fines come. But anyway, that's it. Meanwhile, let's look at the football season. What? It's January. I know. It's never too early to look at football season, right? Uh, especially when we talk about scheduling, because two teams in the Big Ten have made some tweaks to their schedule. So we thought we'd let you know what they are. First of all, Illinois. They're scheduled to host the Panthers of Eastern Illinois on Saturday, September 21st. Then the game was moved to week zero, August 24th. But neither school, you notice, made an official announcement regarding that change date because now it's changed again. The game has been moved up again. Now it's week one. That's August 31st. Okay. It's at Memorial Stadium in Champaign. The remainder of the Fighting Illini schedule remains unchanged. Kansas Jayhawks are coming to town this year for the second leg of a home and home between these two uh, central Michigan, the Chippewas coming in the following week. That'll wrap up the non conference portion of the fighting Illini schedule. They open big 10 play with back-to-back -back road games after that. That's kind of tough. And on the road at Nebraska and at Penn state, those are not easy places to play. That's a tough schedule. You got you got Kansas pre preseason come pre conference coming in, and you got two back to back road games to start your conference play. Nebraska and Penn State that's some pretty tough scheduling right there. Their first home conference game at Illinois is not until October twelfth. Take on the Purdue Boilermakers. It's kind of a homecoming game, really, for uh, Boilermaker coach Ryan Walters, who used to be the offensive coordinator for Brett Bielema at Illinois. As soon as that game is over, Illinois hits the road again. They got a trip to Ann Arbor to face Michigan, regardless of whoever the Wolverines coach is at that time. That's a brutal first half of schedule there for Illinois. Wow. I hadn't realized it until I kind of looked it up today. Um, that's not all. Purdue has moved its season opener as well in football. They will play Indiana State on October 31st. The Boilermakers game versus the Sycamores was originally scheduled for September 7th. 
Uh, the way the schedule was put together for Purdue, Ryan Walters' team would not have a bye. So they're like, all right, let's let's move a game here. But now their bye is extremely early. I mean, who wants a bye on September 7th? It's that or nothing for Purdue. And that gives them two weeks to prepare for the Fighting Irish. At least they got that going for them. Tough game against Notre Dame on September 14th. Uh, the Boilermakers' non-conference schedule wraps up September 21st at Oregon State. And the first conference game is September 28th when they host Nebraska. By the way, speaking of games, we got uh, this is Wednesday night here. We released this on uh, on Wednesday morning. Men's basketball tonight. We got a Big Ten uh, Network doubleheader. Maryland is at Iowa at 7 o'clock. Number 10 ranked Illinois at Northwestern at 9 o'clock. So those are two games on the Big Ten Network tonight. Women's hoops. Purdue is at Michigan State at 6.30. Maryland at Michigan at 7 o'clock. Hey, if you haven't heard yet, and all of us are talking about it here on Locked On, Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. You got uh, all the latest news uh, updates throughout the day. Plus, they run our podcasts in half-hour increments, top and bottom of the hour. This one, Locked On Big Ten is over there from time to time. Um, so it's Lockdown Sports today, 24-7, covering all the sports of the day, local experts on Lockdown, plus our national shows, covering every single league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. We um we like to do features in our final segment each day, like Tuesday is Tuesday tweets. Wednesday, we do power rankings, we can do men's basketball power rankings. Where's your team? Who's moving up? Who's moving down? Who's locked into the top? We got all that. It's coming up right here in just one minute on Locked On Big Ten. All right, so let's do this. I'm going to put this on screen, and we're going to take a look at it. Big Ten basketball power rankings for the men. And I'll have my reasoning as well. So it's uh, here it is, full screen. If you're listening on audio, I will describe it in detail. Here's 1 through 10. I'll tell you why I picked whoever I picked. First of all, Purdue staying at number one. Uh, Zach Eady is just flat out unstoppable. It is incredible inside. He's like almost guaranteed now 30 points a game, 18 to 20 rebounds. Uh, he's just absolutely incredible. And then, you know, they're out rebounding their opponents by double. And then, uh, and then like in the Iowa game, they rained like nine, three pointers. How do you defeat? How do you stop that? You can't stop it inside. You can't stop it outside. By the way, peek behind the curtain because we're taping this show right now. It's halftime Purdue 49, 25 over Michigan. That's at Purdue fully expect Purdue to get another dub and more problems for Michigan. Because uh, if they lose again here tonight, and you're watching this on Wednesday, if they had lost last night, uh, they beat uh, beat Ohio State. Uh, that's their only win in January, right? It's tough. That's why they're further down on the list. Uh, Wisconsin, very experienced team. They lead the Big Ten in three-pointers, two-pointers, and free throws. How about that? So they're at number two. And then Illinois. Terrence Shannon back in the lineup after the legal charges at 16 points in their game on Sunday. And Illinois been bouncing around the top 14, top 10, somewhere back and forth throughout the year. So right now, 
Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois are our top three in our Lockdown Big Ten power rankings. And honestly, right now, it looks like it's a three-man race and then everybody else, a three-team race and everybody else. Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois seem to be separating themselves from the rest of the Big Ten, and then it's just jumbled behind them in the standings. Um, so I, I tell you, I got, I've got Nebraska at number four. Nebraska is a great home team, had some tough times on the road, but I keep the last couple of weeks, I've been touting Nebraska. I think this is a fun basketball team to watch. I think they have a lot of weapons. They have good shooting at home anyway. And I think Nebraska will crack the top 25 at some point. And they only have one loss at home, but it's a good basketball team. Northwestern can't figure them out. Got them at number five. They're pretty tough at home, but they're last in the Big Ten in offensive rebounding. They're last in defense. And if you're last in defense, I don't care if it's football or basketball, you're, you're going to have problems in the Big Ten. So maybe Northwestern makes me starting to slide. Um, like they do have some weapons. They're fun to watch. Boo Boo and company. But I got them at number five right now. I got Michigan State at number six. Uh, you know, they were off to a slow start. I kind of feel like they're showing signs of waking up. Look, Tom Izzo smells the month of March. It's coming. He's kind of waking his team up right now. Michigan State is six. At seven, I've got the Iowa Hawkeyes. They also got off to a slow start. They are starting to heat up a little bit. And they can score. Even when they were losing it, they could score. This team can put up points. Indiana at number eight, yet another team I cannot figure out. Khalil Ware has been injured. CJ Gunn got tossed from the previous game. I, I don't, this team has, it's different every time. Sometimes they look good on defense. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they can't shoot. Sometimes they do. Uh, Mike Woodson's got his work kind of just find the right chemistry for this basketball team. Ohio State at number nine. They've been pretty inconsistent with their shooting too. So I got them at nine. At uh, number 10, the Maryland Terps. They had the big win over Illinois. They lose to Michigan State. Can't figure that, you know, maybe this is just life in the Big Ten. You know, maybe you're hot one week, you're not the next because the competition is so tough. So Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern, Michigan State, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State, and Maryland. That is my order of the top 10. Let's look at the best of the rest. At number 11, I've got the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, tough loss last night just by two points to Wisconsin. It was a good effort. Uh, they had a, you know, let's face it. Minnesota had an easy non-conference schedule, kind of racked up a few dubs, a few wins. Um, they've been struggling, but again, that was a good effort on Tuesday night against Wisconsin. I got Michigan at number 12. Again, last night they played Purdue. Got that win against Ohio State, but they have they have struggled throughout the month of January. Penn State at number thirteen. You know they they should probably maybe be ranked a little higher. I they're good at home. They're tough at home. They got wins against Wisconsin and Ohio State. There they have six home games left on their schedule, so we'll see if they can make the most of that moving forward. And then I got Rutgers uh, last at the bottom. Look, they're a pretty good defensive team, but offensively, my goodness. I I hesitate to mention this. They're 330th in the country in three-point shooting. You heard me right. They're 315th in two-point shooting. 
and 329th in free throw shooting. They can't shoot. <laughs> their offense is really bad, but their defense is good. So they're going to try and grind you. But right now they're at the bottom of our power rankings here on Lockdown Big Ten. So uh, let me know what you think about that. You can hit me up on uh, Twitter, on X, at Talk Big Ten number 10. Don't forget our website, TalkBigTenNumber10.com. And also comments on YouTube are accepted as well. All right, so we do those uh, power rankings. If you're new to the, to the podcast, by the way, <clears throat> the third segment of our show, like I told you, we do these uh, power rankings right in the, in the middle of the week. Mondays is always our Big Ten top 10, just top 10 observations by me, watching the games, storylines, rank them one through 10, present those every Monday. Tuesdays, we always do Tuesday tweets. That's always fun. I'm on Twitter at TalkBig10, and a lot of you are too, and I follow you back. And uh, some of you put some pretty amusing stuff out there, and I always like to share it on our Tuesday tweets uh, show on the last segment on Tuesdays. Wednesday, today, doing the power rankings like we do. Uh, Thursdays, we like to take a peek to the weekend with our, um, we look at the Big Ten Network, even though I always tell you, we're not affiliated with the Big Ten Network. Lockdown Big Ten is completely different. But we all watch the same stuff, watch a lot of the Big Ten Network. All the teams play there. So we always like to take a peek to the weekend, what they have live schedule. And we also, whether it be off-season or in-season, the Big Ten Classics. There's always something on there from the old-timey days of yesteryear that always catches my attention. And I always like to put it on here and talk about it. It helps us reminisce a little bit and have some fun. And then Friday, we do picks. Football season is pigskin picks. Basketball season, we do basketball. And um, we have a lot of fun with that to close out the week. So that's what we do in our third and final segment each and every day here on Lockdown Big Ten. So I uh, hope you uh, enjoy that. Again, uh, hit us up on Twitter, on X, Talk Big Ten, number 10, comments on YouTube or the website, talkbig10number10.com, where you can also find our old podcast, Buy yourself some Big Ten swag if you want. It's right there. Or tickets. You can get it all right there on the website to a Big Ten event. Uh, also, another reminder, please subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we love new subscribers. We just keep growing leaps and bounds thanks to you guys. So subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. The audio-only versions, no matter if, however you get uh, whatever platform you get this on, if you listen to audio only on your way to work, or whatever, it's out there as early as four in the morning. The video one on YouTube comes out at six o'clock. So that's our schedule. Check it out. You subscribe and you'll be right into the system and ready to go and be part of our Big Ten Club, right? That's awesome. And another reminder, finally, uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. Here for you 24-7, covering the top sport stories of the day. Local experts have locked on, plus our national shows covering every single league. This show is on there as well. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right? So uh, great podcast. Thank you for joining us today. That was a lot of fun. And pretty much what we got going on here, in addition to following all the basketball that's going on, I mean, January's winding down, February, these teams figuring each other out and then seeing what they're all about. And you got to have it dialed in by March. Got to make the tournament. Get in. It's awesome. The time it's right around the corner, men's and women's. And while all this is going on, we'll continue with Jim Harbaugh watch. Harbaugh watch is on red alert. 
Anything can happen any given day now. We'll be sure to be all over it here on Lockdown Big Ten, give you not only the facts, the opinions, uh, ideas of what may be going on elsewhere. That's what we do. And I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you for checking us out. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.